Hi guys, it's your girl Boonie and you're listening to episode 24 of the Boonie Breakdown Podcast. I wanted to take a moment before we get started and I want to thank all of you for supporting our first podcast sponsor, Be Bird Watcher Spiritual Stones. You know, a little birdie told me just because of the support that she received from my listeners, um, she's extended the 15% off coupon code through August 15th, 2017. So head on over to shop and get your goodies. If you didn't get a chance to, you need another paycheck. I understand. Uh, so that code again is Booney, all cap letters. So I will put the link in the show notes if you wanted to go over and shop. Also, look at her Instagram. Don't be afraid that if you see a piece on there and you want to buy that piece, send her a message and I'm sure she will still let you use the code Booney. Also, for this week's episode, the guest is Dr. Jen. Um, she goes by the alias Dr. Jen No Skin. So that might give you a hint of what we're going to talk about. What I love about Dr. Jen is that she's a skin scientist. Yes, you heard that right. A skin scientist. I had no idea what that is. I had never heard of a skin scientist before. But after listening to this episode, uh, you will know what that is. And she also shares some really good tips on skincare, how to use products, what products that she uses. So I think you guys will enjoy. Uh, guys, you too. So don't get all turned off because it might be some good ideas for gifts for your boo thing. So, you know, she might like that. Like, oh, he brought me this Kiehl's. You never know. <laughs> so stay tuned for the interview later on in this episode. But first, I want to do Boonie's pick of the week. Uh, <laughs> this week, my pick of the week are August horoscopes. <laughs> I know that sounds so insane, but um, I like to enjoy reading horoscopes. One of my friends every Sunday uh, sends out an email of Refinery29's horoscopes that are written by the Astro Twins, and they are so dope. Like, I just don't even know what stars, what they're reading, but their horoscopes are generally so on point for me. I don't even know what they do. It's just really eerie. But also, you know, um, this month I read uh, Mecca, who was also on the podcast back in episode five. Uh, she did an August horoscope that like snatched my edges a bit. <laughs> so <laughs> she put me all the way in my place and let me know it's some stuff I need to work on in August, as did the Astro Twins. So that is my pick of the week, horoscopes. I will put links to both Mecca's August horoscopes and the Astro Twins August horoscopes in the show notes and on thebooniebreakdown.com so you can read them. Maybe you might find out they're giving you some helpful advice or things to look out for. Also, you guys know August 12th in a week, Mercury goes into retrograde again. So you might want to go back and listen to episode five, as well as reading the horoscopes for August to prep, to prepare things you should work on as Mercury goes into retrograde in this next season. So yeah, that's my pick of the week. I'll have links, like I said, in the show notes. After this episode, 
you know we only have one more episode left in this first season and I can't believe we've already done 24 episodes together guys um so after episode 25 is released we will be on a break and return after Labor Day so it's not a long break but there it'll be a few weeks where you won't get a new Boonie Breakdown podcast episode on Monday morning. So just I've been preparing you now for a couple weeks. You shouldn't be surprised at this point. <laughs> so just remember that maybe you can use the weeks off to listen to the episodes that you haven't listened to. How about that? But I will share maybe my favorite ones during those weeks. So maybe you can just revisit, re-laugh at some shit. You never know what you missed the first time. Also, you guys know the deal. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. And because you guys have beat it into me, you can now follow us on Twitter. I know, Twitter. I finally gave in. Um, it's not a lot of activity on there yet. I just created it, but you can follow us on Twitter at Boonie Breakdown. So not enough room for the the, so it's just Boonie Breakdown. Um, but remember Facebook and Instagram, the Boonie Breakdown. So that's your difference. Uh, but I finally joined there, but still you can tag, uh, me on Twitter, but you can also continue to use the hashtag the Boonie Breakdown or the hashtag pod in P-O-D-I-N as always. And I will try to respond to all of those that I can see. So that is it for me, guys. Uh, let's get ready to dive into the conversation with Dr. Jen. And uh, that's it. So let's get ready to break it down. Ow. Hey guys, it's your girl Boonie, and today I have a super dope guest. She has like tons of accolades. So I'm just gonna read a portion of her bio because if you have a bio like this, like it deserves to be read. So I have Dr. Jen. She's a skin scientist, which, yes, I'm going to ask her questions about what that is. She has a BS in chemistry from North Carolina A&T State University, a PhD in pharmaceutical sciences, and she's the second African-American in the United States to earn a PhD in cosmetic science. Girl, welcome, <laughs> Dr. Jen. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's so bomb. Thank you. Black girl magic. I like it. So kind of tell us before we get into what you do and and how it's different from things we might already know. How did you decide you wanted to be a skin scientist? You know, that's a funny question. So I went to A&T and I got a BS in chemistry and I've always loved cosmetics. And so I started researching different um, grad programs and I came across the one at the University of Cincinnati. And it was actually something that I never even thought about. And so once I came across that program, I just knew it was for me because it was right along my alley. It was in the sciences and it was cosmetics and skincare products and learning all about the biology of the skin and hair. And those were things that I loved. So it was bringing my passion to life. And so I knew it was the perfect fit for me. So can you explain to us, because I've never heard the term skin scientist until I write your bio. So can you explain the difference between a dermatologist, which I think more people are familiar with, 
versus a skin scientist? So a dermatologist um, is able to diagnose skin diseases and disorders as well as give you treatment for those. And when I say treatment, they're able to um, write a prescription for you. And so when you think about a dermatologist, you go in and you have, for example, a lesion, they're able to tell you whether or not that's skin cancer or not. A skin scientist, on the other hand, is doing the research and they're creating products, but those are products that are most oftentimes are over-the-counter products and they cannot diagnose any skin diseases or disorders. Gotcha. So it's the diagnosis is the difference. Right. Okay, so... When you say the difference between the dermatologist and the skin scientist, I got it. So is would you say the products that a dermatologist can prescribe to you might work better than ones that you can walk into a store and purchase? It depends on what you need the product for. But in general, yes, because oftentimes they're going to be more potent. And that's the reason that oftentimes they are prescription versus over the counter. So, you know, if you're looking for a sunscreen you know, you can usually just walk in the store and buy something for that. But if you're looking for something to help with hyperpigmentation, for example, and if you've tried over-the-counter products um, and that hasn't worked, then definitely going to a dermatologist to get hydroquinone or something like that, it's going to be more potent. And so it's likely to do what the -the over-the-counter product could not do. Gotcha. And so I'm going to, this is like a small tangent, but it's kind of related. I know with like hair care products, they 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 mention that the things that are at the beginning of the ingredient list are like the most um, potent or it's the most of the most active ingredient. That's the word I'm looking for. So is the same true when you're reading the ingredient list for a skincare product? Yes, in general. So the first couple. So the first ingredient is the main ingredient in that product. So the first couple. And then as you get down in the list, you know, it's very little different. Gotcha. Yeah, I always wondered if that translated because I, <laughs> I, I'm definitely a product junkie, whether it's hair <laughs> or skincare stuff. But we'll go into actual like products a little later in this conversation. Okay. But um. When someone is like developing their skincare regimen, mm-hmm. like what plays like more of a role in it? Is it gen- some people are just truly blessed with genetics? Is it diet or is it environment? So there are a couple of things that play a role in your skin health. And one of them is diet. That is a huge one because the skin is an organ. And so as you think about it, and it's not only an organ, it's your largest organ. So what you're eating, what you're drinking, that impacts the skin. For example, water is something that everyone needs because your cells need water to function properly. If you think about alcohol intake, that dehydrates the skin. And oftentimes alcohol has um, sugar in it. And so the Mm -hmm. sugar can um, degrade the collagen, which gives skin its firmness. And so, you know, limiting your alcohol intake is also a good idea. Um, From an environment standpoint, sun is the number one cause of premature aging. So it's very important that you're protecting yourself from the sun on a daily basis, even in the winter months. Also pollution, people don't think about pollution, but pollution can also degrade the skin and cause um, premature aging. Yeah, you know, I had never really thought about pollution Mm -hmm. until I think my dermatologist told me like, you know, even if you're tired, 
and you can't you don't feel like washing your face or whatever before you go to bed mm-hmm. at least wipe it down with like witch hazel or something right because she's like you have all of that you know is still on your skin because you've been outside all day or wherever and i'm like i never thought about pollution until she said that and i keep wipes by my bed because i have a bad habit of doing that too and it's like once i get in the bed i'll think about it i'm like oh and so I have That's wipes right in bed, so I don't even have to get out of the bed again. Yeah, Doctor Jen, I think I'm taking that. That's so <laughs> smart because you—that is the key thing. Like once you get comfortable in bed, you're like, oh, I don't want to get out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good tip. And you—you you also mentioned um, water intake. Yes, and I know some people who are, are like, you know, I hate water, but it's so essential. For a lot of functions right. in your body to drink water, but right. like you said, to hydrate your skin, it's necessary. But I do think you stepped on a few toes when you said about limiting your alcohol intake. Well, every, I say everything in moderation, right? You know, I partake in a beverage or two, you know, so I'm not saying don't drink it. I'm just saying in moderation. And what I normally tell um, my family, friends, and clients is try to drink a glass of water for every glass of wine or every alcoholic drink or beer that you have and I know that sounds easy but I know once you're out and you're you know socially drinking and talking that's easy to forget but if you can try to you know break it up that way and it'll Got be, it. yeah that's another key tip from Dr. Jen <laughs> the other thing about hydrating you can hydrate in different ways so it doesn't necessarily have to be water And if you have flavored water, you can get water from your diet. So foods that are mostly water and think about watermelon, cucumber, Mm -hmm. um, spinach. So you can, you know, mix it up. You don't necessarily just have to drink eight glasses of water to get the hydration that your body needs. That's a good point, too. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I love cucumbers. It's like such an easy snack, but I digress. Um, (laughs) Sorry, Dr. Jen. I just wanted to circle back for a second and ask, have you worked on or for, should I say, any brands that we might recognize as consumers? Actually, yes. So I have worked on um, Gillette. I've worked for the Gillette brand. I've worked for CoverGirl and Max Factor. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. And so... I'm going to ask this question because you're the first one I met and you just said, you know, reading your bio, are there many black skin scientists or black females in this field? So there are quite a few um, black scientists and they may not say that they're skin scientists, but they, you know, work in R&D on development of skincare and personal care products and cosmetics. Um, But there is still a disparity um, as in all the STEM Um, in the Mm -hmm. sciences and so we definitely need more and so the majority when you look at it across the board the majority of people that are creating your personal care and skincare products are white men Uh, yeah and you know we keep hearing this phrase in other fields not even just the stem fields but you know in hollywood like representation matters right And I think this is something the same case like I make it a point that I only go to a black dermatologist mm-hmm. like I just think they might know personal experience things to look for that otherwise you know might get looked over and it's like oh that's just fine <laughs> <laughs> right absolutely so I mean it's growing so you you'll see 
if you even look out there now, the number of skincare products and hair care products that are being developed, you know, by black women and men is definitely growing, but it's still a disparity there. Still a disparity. Yeah. All right. I want to change gears for a bit and I want to get your feedback because you're Dr. Jen and I want to know about actual skincare regimens and kind of like talk about some of the gold standards and methods that we've been taught so long as women or even as men about how to care for your skin. So is skincare really one size fits all? Like we've been told, you know, especially the women who are listening, you know, your skincare regimen is you wash, you tone, you moisturize. Is that still like the gold standard? So there is no one size fits all. And I say that from the standpoint of not only your regimen, but the products that you use. Um, And so there are four things that I think everyone should have in their skincare regimen. That's a cleanser, a moisturizer, a sunscreen, and an exfoliant. Oh, you didn't mention toner. No. So toner is not really needed? It depends on your skin type. So okay. that's why I say it's not a one size fits it's all. It's not one so, fits all. Okay. No. Um, and so I oftentimes recommend toner for people that have acne or who have oily skin. Um, or if you're trying to add extra hydration, now there are a lot of different toners. So toners that are adding hydration to the skin. So it's really about what you're looking for and your skin type and your skin condition and concerns. Um On the other side of that, there are also additive products. So products that are called treatment products that you would add to that, those four different products. So if you have acne, for example, and you want to add a product that has salicylic acid in it to your bedtime regimen, that's something that you would add on top of those four key products that I mentioned. So you know what else I just added to my regimen that made me feel so kind of (laughs) old? I mean, a serum? Eye cream. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, wait a minute. So the, <laughs> the girl who I go get my facials from was like, all right, girl. She's like, all right, boo. Mm-hmm. You need to start doing an eye cream. And I'm like, oh, I have fine lines and wrinkles. <laughs> that's what you always hear in the commercial. Like, if you have fine lines and wrinkles, you know. And it's funny you say that because I actually just started using an eye cream. And I was just trying not to. And I'm like, okay, seriously. Well, the thing about that is the skin underneath the eye is the thinnest. And so Mm -hmm. it's going to be the most delicate. It's going to be the driest, you know, as we age. And so that's what I found with the skin underneath my eye is that when I would put my moisturizer on, it still wasn't enough. It felt dry. Yeah. that's And Mm -hmm. she's like, you know, you want to be preventative. You don't want to get the fine lines and wrinkles. So let's start it now. Right. And that's what I always say, because once they're there, I mean, there are things <laughs> that you can do um, temporarily, but there's nothing you can do permanently to get rid of the wrinkles. Yes, that is the truth. And I, I, you know, I, I laugh because, you know, now that I'm so diligent about the eye cream, like the other day I was in the mirror, like, oh my God, look at that. It's like one little line. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, she was right. I'm going to do it now. So now I'm so faithful. Like, okay, put my eye cream on, put my serum. So I'm going to ask, what does Dr. Jen use on her skin? Like, what are your favorite products? So I use Cetaphil Cleanser. Um, my That's philosophy- like the... Yeah, my philosophy on cleansers is this. 
it is going down the drain if you think about it. So if oh. it does the job, why spend a whole lot of money? It's not staying on your face. Oh my God, that is so like, now I'm looking at all that kills in my medicine cabinet. <laughs> like, <"Ooh." laughs> that is so kills. true. <laughs> um, so Cetaphil cleanser. And um, if I need to do a double cleanse, so if I have on makeup, um, I will use the Dermalogica pre-cleanse, which I like that. Um, and that's to remove makeup or if I feel like I need an extra cleanse. For my moisturizer, I use Kiehl's Ultra Facial Cream. Mm-hmm. And I use um, Mary Kay TimeWise Day Solution SPF 35. And so uh-huh. I mix that with the Kiehl's. Um, uh-huh. Yep. I And I love that one because it's a sunscreen and it's thin and so it mixes very well with any moisturizer I found. So that's what Dr. Jen uses mm-hmm. on her skin. And I'm like really sitting here like that is such a good point about the cleanser. You're really washing it down the drain. Right. Oh, and then so, my exfoliant, I forgot to say, um, I use um, two different exfoliants. So I use Dermalogica Daily Microfoliant and then I also use Murad Vitamin C intensive peel i believe that's the name oh i've heard about that mm-hmm. it's on my wish list <laughs> that one is for special like, occasions so yeah like if I'm trying to be fancy then I'll... you know what i got addicted to what the um keels midnight recovery okay i've never tried that <sighs> it's so pricey it's such a splurge uh-huh. but it, it really does last a long time. Okay. And the girl in Nordstrom totally upsold me because <laughs> they have like a small bottle and the big bottle. And the, I'm going to put it out there. It's a lot. The big bottle is 70 bucks. Okay. But it literally lasted me a year. Oh, okay. So I don't think, because you really only need like four drops because it's so, but it's so great at night. You just divide that by 365 yeah so it's like the, really the per usage cost <laughs> right. but when you think about it you're like 70 dollars for this one ounce bottle or however many ounces the big one is but it does a little does go a long way right because i mean if you think about it even if you're buying a product every two months and you're spending 15 to 20 dollars you multiply that times the year yeah it's okay mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm totally okay with it. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask this question before we move on. I kind of asked it before, like versus the dermatologist products versus the in-store. But do you think some of these high-end brands are better than a Neutrogena? Because you just mentioned you use Cetaphil. You do a high-low Cetaphil and Kiehl's. Mm-hmm. So I think that there are some products that are better um, some of the pricier products are better than some of the um, products that you can buy, you know, at your drugstore. But I just depend. I think it just depends on what you're looking for. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, how effective do you want it to be and how much do you want to pay? And I think that really you can find something that is going to work for you at any price point. It may not be as dramatic of a result but I think you can find something that works for you at any price point you just have to really it's all about the ingredients and know what you're looking for got it so as we're talking about products and kind of along the same route like everyone is totally into detoxing and drinking teas and juices to help with 
the appearance or the healthiness of their skin, do they work? They do work, um, but it has to be teas and juices that are natural. So, for example, you know, if you're getting a juice that has it's cold pressed, it's organic, and it has all fruits and vegetables that are good for the skin or that are great for detox, then you're detoxing your body naturally. And so since, like I said, the skin is an organ, it's going to, you know, your skin is going to glow. You're going to definitely notice it. Um, mm -hmm. But if it is a tea that you don't recognize ingredients or detox where you don't know what it is, it's a lot of stuff you can't pronounce. I say stay away <laughs> from it because you should be able to detox your skin, your body naturally with fruits and vegetables versus all different types of supplements that we can't pronounce. Pronounce. Mm -hmm. Got it. So they do, they do work. Mm -hmm. um, so right now, you know, we're summer, we're going to transition into fall in a bit. What are some tips that people can do for skincare? And I guess including in their diet um, as we transition seasons, because you know, your skin, like I know for me, like I have, typically oily skin mm -hmm. um but as we as I move into the winter months not all of my facial skin gets dry but like my cheeks go dry mm -hmm. but my t-zone stays oily <laughs> so like what are some tips that we can do to like help us transition so the biggest tip I would say is to make sure you're using the right moisturizer because what happens when the weather changes as it gets colder the humidity goes down and so the air is drier and so that means that the your natural um, moisture in your skin is going to evaporate quicker and that's why your skin is going to feel drier so make mm -hmm. sure that you're getting enough moisture whether it's from your moisturizer or it and it's from your diet and um, what people need to know about moisturizers is that that is about hydrating the skin not adding oil to the skin. Everybody's ah. skin needs to be moisturized. And so a lot of times people with oily skin think that that's adding oil. And that's not the case because there are so many, you know, oil-free moisturizers out there. So everybody needs to think about that. One of the things you can do if you don't want to um, get another moisturizer is think about adding an extra step to your regimen. So maybe if, if you add a serum or a toner that is hydrating and so you get that extra boost of hydration before you add your moisturizer. That sounds easy enough. And then diet wise, I would say the same thing that I was saying earlier. So making sure you're getting enough um, water or staying hydrated, however you decide to do that is key key mm -hmm. so as we're, we're all aging unfortunately but it's a good thing what are things people can do to kind of you know you know we always hear the products anti-aging but like you you want to age gracefully like you don't you know you don't want to look decrepit a bit <laughs> so should people like change their products or their regimens as they age or is it just kind of like just paying attention to your skin and you if you treat it right it'll be fine or do you should you really just like change your whole regimen up as you age and your skin changes so I think um you know as you get older and 25 30 you should start thinking about anti-aging because like I said once the wrinkles and fine lines are there you can't get rid of them permanently so you might not necessarily have to change your entire regimen but you want to look at products that are anti-aging so and products that have antioxidants so products that have vitamin c 
um, products that are going to be more hydrating. So hyaluronic acid is a big one now. So you definitely want to pay attention and start thinking about that. Um, and then, you know, you see, and like we talked about earlier, the older you get, the more you'll notice a need to change and add additional products like an eye under eye cream, mm -hmm. the serums and those different things. But it's definitely something that you want to think about once you hit 25. The biggest thing I will say, though, from an anti-aging standpoint is your sunscreen, because that is the number one cause of premature aging. Wear your sunscreen. Yes. And reapply. Reapply. Please. You know, I think that's the thing, like, at least for me, that was as I, like, started using sunscreen more and becoming more diligent about it was like, okay, at least, like, when I walk out the house before, you know, I would put it on my face and that would be it. Right. <laughs> and some of my friends start teasing me because I carry in my purse, like I have little mini bottles of sunscreen. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, if I don't have it, how can you reapply? Right. Which is true. And the other thing is don't forget your neck and your hands and your <gasps> lips. Because people just put it on their face. I put it on my ears, my neck, my hands. Because when you think about you're guessing people's age. You look at their neck and their neck. hands oftentimes. And I think even with their people's skincare regimen, they just forget about their neck. Mm -hmm. like. <laughs> right, which is very important. Don't forget the neck. So, I, the, you know, I hadn't even planned to talk about this with you, but it just came up. I knew a random tangent would. <laughs> um, so laser hair removal and black skin, or and I'll even say skin for women of color. Mm -hmm. You know, I hear back and forth, like, you have to be careful about, you know, the laser you go, you use and people who aren't skilled in that. Is that still the case now? Because I see people getting Groupons for laser hair removal, and I'm like, it's like $200. So it is definitely evolved. And so it's definitely something that is effective on black skin now. Um, more so than before, but I would definitely say the biggest thing you want to do is do your research on where you're getting it done because you have to find somebody that is a licensed professional. You also want to make sure that you go to someone that has a proven track record in darker skin tones. Mm. A proven track record. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause I think about it like, you know, for me that the, the most dreadful thing about, my skin and aging is that now, you know, hair is growing in places that I would not care for it to be. And <laughs> <laughs> your chin. Your... Like, what? It was okay when it was like one little chin hair and you could like pluck it. And then you look up like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. And especially if you're like a fair or a lighter complexion. Yes. And I feel like that is like the darkest hair on your body is like the chin hair. <laughs> I told my friend that I think I get one new one every birthday since I turned 30. Oh my God. I yeah. feel people warned me about turning 30 and just how <laughs> the body changes. And I did not believe them, mm -hmm. but this chin hair, like it's really offensive and I do <laughs> not, <laughs> I do not enjoy, but you know, I've, I've, been wanting to explore the laser hair but I've been so mm -hmm. scared because I know some people who've gotten scarring from the laser yeah ask you know ask questions you know when you go and you know the internet is everything now so you oh. can go online and do research you can you know go on Yelp and reach out to people and all of that kind of stuff so just make sure I mean 
with that kind of thing, even though it's a Groupon and it's cheaper, cheaper is not always better, you know, and a lot of times with anything you get what you pay for, especially with something like that. Um, So you want to make sure that you're going to someone that knows what they're doing, especially with darker skin tones. Yeah. So I think it's something maybe not this year, but maybe I think, you know, 2018, that's something I'm going to look into doing. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I just, I, I can't. And with the chin hair, it's not, it's not fair, God. <laughs> like, He's like, like, hey, it's better than an alternative. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, I think that's the one thing that just drives me crazy. Because I know, like, I've, you know, just speaking personally, like, with my skin, everyone, I, whenever I complain about it, people are like, oh, my God, but your skin's so good. And thankfully, I don't get too many, like, breakouts. I do get, like, the hormonal acne um, during that time of the month. But my thing has always been blackheads. Okay. Like, I just, uh, and getting a facial and extractions, Mm -hmm. like, it's necessary for me. I hate it, but it's so necessary. Um. You hate the extractions? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and I get them in, like, weird places. Like, it's not like, oh, like, because I said, like, you know, my T-zone is oily. Mm-hmm. But it'll be, like, in the crevice of my nose, mm-hmm. like, under my bottom lip. Like, <laughs> what? And they hurt. It's, like, in the most sensitive areas. Right. And I just don't like it. But I remember you know, the I first like, time I did extractions on my husband. <gasps> you're one of those women <laughs> oh he was over me like it's not what I had in mind and it's so one of my really good friends she's like that like she if she could like extract them herself she would for mm-hmm. me I and love she, doing it because I he loves he, it too yeah mm-hmm. I know it's weird. But you're a skin scientist, so. <laughs> <laughs> and I have my esthetician license. And so when I was practicing, I practiced on my husband. So, yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So since you mentioned that, and I remember reading on your website that you like to say you're a skincare coach. Mm-hmm. So do you provide services? So can people reach out to you to get personal services from you? Yes. So I do, um, when I say skincare coaching, I do personalized skincare regimens. So we walk through, um, and usually I'll do it via Skype. We can do it via email. There are a lot of different ways. Um, we can do it FaceTime, but just to understand what your skin concerns are, um, what skincare products you've been using before, a litany of questions. And then we come up with, as well as lifestyle. That's another important one when you think about your skincare regimen. Because you don't want a regimen that requires 25 minutes in the morning when you know you only have five. You want something that's going to fit your lifestyle so that you can get the benefit and it will be effective. Um, but And so we come up with a skincare regimen for them. And then there's some back and forth conversation as far as you know what products I recommend and how everything is working. I follow up every couple of months. And um, the other thing that I do is I do skincare classes. And so I give classes to uh-huh. groups. Um, just simple things that people don't think about, like you know, using your ring finger when you put your eye cream on because that skin is so thin and your ring finger is the weakest finger that you have on your hand. So just Did giving- Did not know that. Yeah, just giving tips um, like that. 
just things that people don't think about. For example, people wash their face and they just splash it with water and they go on about their business. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, seriously, that is not wiping off the dirt and oil that was on your face. That's not enough. Um, so just things that people do that, you know, have that are habits that they don't know they can change that will also help in their skin, their skin health. So. Well, I learned some stuff right there, too. <laughs> yep. That's crazy. Um, I think, too, like. Are people really that lucky that they can say, you know, I don't, you know, like you see their skin and you ask them like, oh, what do you do? And they're like, I just put on water. Like I just wash my face with water. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> there, <laughs> like, are some people, people, there are like, some is people that real? out there. There are some people out there, but I'll tell you, that's not the norm. They are special and they have a special blessing from God because that is definitely not the norm. I think everybody in general, has had some type of skin issue, Um, whether it's just a pimple or, you know, whatever it is. Um, But there are people out there like that. But most of the people that I talk to, not so much. And so I want to say this, too, because I know a few guys do listen to the podcast. They might have listened to this whole thing like, oh, my God, you know, (laughs) I got some suggestions on a gift idea to buy my boo. But, guys, you can take care of your skin the same way, too. Yes. And I think, you know, out here dating, you know, you see guys who neglect that part of themselves. And it's like, oh, boy, like. Absolutely. You you can get Neutrogena for men. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, um, they need to follow the same four products that I said before. And like Cetaphil. I use Cetaphil and my husband does, too. Now, he uses different, you know, a different lotion, moisturizer Mm -hmm. and but we use the same exfoliant. So you don't necessarily have to get all the products for men. You know, you just have to know what you're looking for. But definitely men need to take care of their skin the same way that women do. Because it's, They do. Yeah. And if you're bald, guys, you need to put sunscreen on your head as well. And exfoliate it. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ugh. See, guys, you've learned something, too. So, Dr. Jen, I want to know, like, what's next for you? Do you you have plans to have your own skincare line or cosmetics line? Yes. So I am working on my skincare line now, and I'm also working on a line of um, organic skin juices. My slogan is nourish your skin outside and in. So like I was saying, you know, we also need to think about our diet. And so it's really important that we're getting the vitamin C and all those nutrients to help with the skin. And so I know people are busy, so people don't have time to make a juice or a skin juice every morning. And so I'm going to bring it to you. That is so smart because I am totally one of those people where, because even sometimes too, like as much as I try to prep and I can do the meal prep thing, Mm -hmm. it's like juicing. Like that's just something Mm-hmm. I just don't want to do. I'm just going to be honest. So that's one of those things I'd rather throw money at it than right. my time. And sometimes <laughs> it's a cleanup, right? Because you can do Yeah, it's like the machine. <laughs> and yes. So I totally support this. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so stay tuned. The skin juices are coming before the skincare products. So they are coming soon. That's exciting. So I'm also going to throw this plug out here now because accountability. I would love for you to come talk to like my mentor group. I would love to. Because I think this is just such a different 
part of STEM that people don't think about. Right. I would love to. Awesome. I have it on tape. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I didn't say that. (laughs) Let me play this back. (laughs) Let's run that tape back real quick. Um, But no, really, I I think it was fascinating when I was reading about you and I'm just like, who knew? Like, you just think like chemistry, I'm going to go work at a lab and test out, you know, right. Different lipsticks or, you know, the formulas. But right. You took it a step further with that PhD in cosmetic science. I didn't even know that was a thing. And, you know, the other thing I think about as I think about young girls is getting the habits formed now. So, then, you know, a lot of the things that we don't know about sunscreen and dispelling all those myths early on so that it becomes part of their lifestyle early on versus, you know, when we get in our 20s and 30s, it's harder to change our habits. Because a lot of those things I didn't know either until, you know, I yeah. got to grad school. So if we can start them young and have them understand that skin is an organ and you should be thinking about skin, you know, externally as well as internally. I think that would be great as well. And- I agree. And I I think, too, in this this culture that we have now where everyone has an amazing beat and their Mm -hmm. makeup looks flawless. Mm -hmm. And when I watch these before and after transformation videos that go viral, Mm -hmm. their skin looks terrible when they start. And then they cake on all of this product that they wear all day long. And it's like your skin isn't getting a chance to breathe. And I always yeah. wonder, like, who has time for all of that? Like, on a daily basis, you know, to put on all of that. You know, makeup, I love makeup. But Me too. But you have to put on all of that versus if you treat the skin and it's healthy, then you, you won't have to do that. all of that. Right. You don't need concealers and contour and powder. <laughs> like, right. you, I don't even own half that stuff. <laughs> But I'm always amazed when you see these girls doing these makeup tutorials and it's like, and they don't know. I think the only option they think Mm -hmm. is, let me just pile on this beautiful makeup. And they look absolutely gorgeous when it's done. And it's like, wow, but you know, that skin, like you can get your skin to look like that without MAC foundation. Yeah. And I think, like you said, they're just unaware because people think of skin as a cosmetic tapestry and not an organ so mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I say every time I talk to people is an organ is an organ is an organ they probably get so sick of me saying that but I think if you think about it differently and as an organ as as your largest one you're treated differently no you're absolutely correct because people just think like your heart your lungs mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. not the thing that protects you every day from so much right so oh Thank you for coming on, Dr. Jen. Um, If you could just tell everyone where they can find you on the internet and your social media. Okay, you can find me on my website, drjennoskin.com. I'm on IG and Twitter at drjen underscore no skin. I'm on Facebook at um, drjennoskin. And then email drjen at drjennoskin.com. So there it is, guys. If you have any questions, but be sure to follow her on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, If you want to have Dr. Jen be your skin coach, you know, shoot her an email. I know I learned some things that I did not know. So I hope you guys did as well, too. So thanks again, Dr. Jen. Thank you. 
All right, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Booney Breakdown Podcast. I want to give a huge thank you to our guest, Dr. Jen, the skin scientist. Be sure to follow her on all of her social media and visit her website, www.drjennoskin.com. Again, when you're sharing this episode, use the hashtag the Booney Breakdown and the hashtag pod in p-o-d-i-n and you can now tag us on twitter so don't forget to follow us on our new twitter account at boonie breakdown okay got it so i can't wait to see all of my new followers on twitter all right so that's it for me until next time